0: Okay. we are about to preview kalgoorlie cup day 2020 so we're recording on thursday the 1st of october it's 10:50 a.m hannon's handicapped day in kalgoorlie this afternoon we're, we're of course about to preview saturday's nine race cup day program mount magnet cup day on saturday you ever been to mount magnet races please no, I
1: haven't been to Junction either. I'll have to get to both because a fair bit of form seems to come out of those races.
0: Yeah, we better get the Mount Magnet replays. I think after <laughs> after Saturday, make sure we're across all those, especially with the Geraldton season fired up. So, for those wondering, Mount Magnet is three and a half hours east of Geraldton. So, good luck to everyone involved uh, with the with the club up there, and hopefully it's a fun day out, Cup Day in uh, Mount Magnet, and uh, we head to Northern on Sunday and it's Ladies' Day Cup. That's the Gannon's Ladies' Day Cup annual annual feature um, day in the Avon Valley. Stay tuned throughout the show for info on how you can enter the Mundaring Hotels WA Racing Mastermind Competition and the Market City Meets Get Out Stakes. A reminder that my pre-markets preview, The Leg Up, uh, came out at 7 a.m. this morning on bestbets.com.au. It can also be viewed on the Ausrace website. Of course, Terry Layton, the guru, and Daniel Cripps, they combine forces for the Wild West video preview, which is available on the Betfair Hub. That's betfair.com.au. I'm on Betfair too, PJ. Did you know that? No. Tell me about that, Pete. Bookie's bag. Bookie's bag. You're back? I've always been on. Oh, okay. Yeah,
1: yeah. So, yeah, that uh, comes out every Friday morning, I think, on, on Betfair. So, uh, quality lays
0: like Gemma's Sun I put up there <laughs> every week. And, uh, so, so what, what, price, what, what price did you put up Gemma's Sun?
1: I think I bet 350, Gemma's son, from memory. Yeah, yeah, I think 350, and its starting price on Betfair was actually 340. So yeah. it wasn't that far away from what the, the market bet. The market actually, Betfair went over that at some stage. So it wasn't too far but uh, it was very, very wrong in the end result. It was, uh, it was a good price and uh, which I think uh, David Harrison alluded to afterwards. I think he was quite impressed with that price.
0: Yeah, Um so yeah, ju- uh, jump on. So Pete's back on the bookies mailbag. Cripper, the guru, they're, they're involved as well with the Wild West. So jump on to betfair.com.au. Check all that out. Make sure you also download Betfair's new mobile app for iOS and Android released this week. Sharpen your edge with the latest from our friends at Betfair. And um, of course, the 1-1, your WA Racing podcast, can be found on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, and all other major podcasting platforms please subscribe rate and review so moving right along let's get cracking on calgary cup day the rails in the true position it's 35 degrees in calgary today and then it's uh cooling off towards 17 on um on saturday so i'm uh yeah obviously the track is going to be nice and firmish i would have thought for um, today, Cannon's Day and for Saturday, the Cup Day.
1: I would expect so. I didn't know it was 35 in Kel today. That's that's huge and an 18-degree drop for, for Saturday. Mm. I see the, the rails in the True both times, so they're going to get eight races on it today in the True and then run another nine on it on Saturday, so 17 races consecutive on a on a firm track there i'm not quite sure what that'll do by the end but um it may have some effect
0: yeah so it's 35 today 28 tomorrow and then uh, actually it looks like there's a few clouds rolling in on saturday which means that the uh, temperature drops to 18 degrees but Nice, nice and warm in the gold fields this afternoon. Actually, haven't they benefited
1: from moving the round back a couple yeah. of weeks? <laughs> I can remember some pretty frigid nights of the Kalgoorlie trots during
0: around in the past. So, was the trots on the Thursday night or the Friday night, the Golden Mile there? It's
1: kind of been mixed up a bit over the years. because the Hannons The, the fell. has moved around yeah. a bit, but I remember when the Hannons on the Wednesday, the trots were on the the Tuesday and the Friday, I think, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, good stuff. All right, so, yeah, we're just, as, as in most venues, the uh, on pace brigade get bang for their buck, Pete. The on pace track, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. Um, pretty much, uh, yeah. it's it's the short straight in in Kalgoorlie, the, the tight turn. It's kind of a triangular track, but um, leaders certainly are advantaged uh, in most cases. But what I find during the season a lot is, and it's more so when the apprentices are up there dominating. The a lot of races can be tempo mm. um, based. So what I mean by that is, if they they can sometimes overcook it in front, and your first three place getters are your last three in running, and, yep. and that can happen from time to time, but during the round I think with your more experienced riders up there I think that'll be happen less op- often and uh a tempo will be would probably be more than norm. I'm sorry. The the, the leader should be more than norm. Just thinking back to last year, it was a really intriguing round last year on the Wednesday and Saturday. We had Pike up there in in mm. scintillating form, but also Froggy Neward come across last year, and they both kind of went head to head over over the two days. That and was that was
0: very exciting, wasn't it? It made the yeah, round really.
1: Yeah. It really. It really really did, and, and uh, it was kind of um, WA rooting for Pike a bit, mm. and, and Froggy was was just matching him blow for blow. Mm. It was uh, it was enthralling to watch watch those two. Uh, uh, those two guys go at it on the track yeah
0: yeah yeah that's right that's uh that was a really standout memory i think froggy might have outrode the wizard a couple of occasions as well which i think the is, wizard held his own for yeah, sure yeah. yeah but uh but yeah good good stuff so before we start um cup day and our analysis pete we need to remind everyone uh of the Dublin gauge situation that we that we face so we're basically doing the form um as it sits uh, with the horses included in the field but we obviously make um, just highlighting and imploring our listeners to make sure that they monitor scratchings over the next few days because um, a lot of the horses that are, in, are, in, are in, currently engaged at Kalgoorlie on Saturday, there's a significant amount of them that are also racing or um, in, at Kalgoorlie on Handicap Day this afternoon.
1: The most glaring example that is race one yeah. um, on Saturday which is virtually a – a carbon copy of race three on thursday um so there will be a couple of scratchings that probably come out of it a couple will back up the winner I, I assume will be re-handicapped so it's it's almost mission impossible to try and rate that race before the running of race three on thursday for saturday but um we'll do our best
0: we'll do our best and that leads us into race one the Yarradale stud tom sayers memorial Handicap, 1760 metres, and it's a uh, graduation handicap. First race of 9, 12, 13 p.m. And as as Pete said, uh, I think four of the seven are engaged at uh, in, in a similar race at Karagooli this yeah, afternoon. Yeah, that's right.
1: There were five. I think Dill Red's been scratched but from Deal Thursday. So, straight. yeah, so there's four that are going to back up from that same race into this race.
0: So they were Magic Will Rain, Stardon, Black, Comet, and Deal Red were scratched today. And yeah. Tom Almighty. Yeah, and Tom Almighty. Okay. So, yeah, so there's a bit, bit to work through, but we can only take it on on face value. So I imagine that um, most people will be tossing up between, you know, the the Durant-colored horses, Magic Will Reign and start. And although Cuban Twist is unbeaten in Kalgoorlie, four from four, and uh, Brett Pope has, uh, has a significant Kalgoorlie Cup chance in Divine Shadow. He's bringing Stable Mate Street Fair. Along for the ride as well, so it those four horses will um, will all have admirers. How did how did your um, how did it fall for you, Pete? And what do the index index cards say?
1: Uh, starting. Oh, I stayed in starting. How do you want to talk about that one?
0: Starting. <laughs> Go starting. I thought it was super impressive.
1: Duran horse, progressive for, to my eye. Um, it, it just donkey licked them last start. I yep. thought and it looked like a horse that was about to emerge and. I've always been wary of of Adam Durant horses when they do that. They, they he can picket fence a horse so often, and, yep. and this looks like one of those horses. This might be coming into its own, and you might see two or three in a row. Particularly now as it's getting up to the, those staying ranks where where Adam tends to to dominate so much, which, which I've spoken about before. So, yep. I, I'm team starting, yeah, from Magical Rain, um, and then Cuban Twist third.
0: I um I was pretty I'm pretty keen on starting this afternoon actually. So. I went a different tact, only only just if they, these horses back up from Thursday to, to Saturday, just what sort of impact that'll that'll take on them starting and magic will reign and I've got sucked in again to my old mate, Street Fair. I think I've tipped him his last two runs in graduation company in, at Belmont. Got a long way back, over 2,000 metres, ran on well, two starts back with Troy Turner in the saddle and then just sort of got jammed up in the fence, on the fence, in a day where that wasn't really the place to be, was beaten two lengths behind, playing Marika last start. I think if um, Troy Turner can just uh, ride this horse really quietly, which he can do in this seven horse field, he's gonna. Um, be close enough um with, with, without burning too much fuel he has some closing speed street fair so if he's close enough and um on straightening and uh wound up with momentum i think street fair can um can make things very interesting late and he's sort of just the the, the i guess the uh the fourth cog in the market he's a, he's a 650 chance so at the moment we're looking at magic will rain is 280 cuban twist 320 and starden 390 so i'm going to Chase the the perceived value anyway as far as I'm concerned and uh, and Street Fair on top in the first of the day.
1: I'm going to go for start and to do the double. Okay. I think he'll win today, Thursday, yep. and I think he'll back up and win again on Saturday. I don't see... So, will,
0: so there'll be a... I'm, I'm assuming there might be a one and a half kilo pound. I'm to assuming yeah. there'll be a re handicap yep. to whoever should win.
1: Yeah. Um, just just as a general rule, too, horses that are backing up from the Thursday, yesterday, into Saturday, I don't see that as a negative at all. In fact, uh, from a form point of view, it's actually a, a, Positive. a big tick. A okay. big tick. Love seeing horses back up uh, off a couple of days. And it's something that particularly Adam Durant does well. I think he has about a 25% plus record when he backs horses up off three days or less. So Is that right? I think so, yeah.
0: What was your, yeah, and then of course there's the Adam Durant-Stayers theory as well. So <laughs> Yeah, we'll talk
1: about that more later as we go through. Um, last year, Palmer Morenti just, well, I think yeah, he, is one yeah. horse that Craig backed up it. from Thursday to Saturday and was heavily supported on the Saturday and Julie got the cash. So um, be wary of those horses that do back up from today, Thursday into Saturday's races and, and don't write them off and think, oh, they're going to be tired, they're going to be over the top or whatever because quite often they do take a fitness benefit from that run and they do back it up and, and add a bit on on the Saturday as well. Yeah,
0: and, of course, uh, the master, A. Durant, Durant he, uh, he's he been doing the round for a while now and he, he knows what he's doing and the stable is is up and about. So, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Race two, moving on to the MCE Handicap, 2100 metres, uh, no metro win race for $30,000. Um, yeah, look, I I'll be the first to admit I am I don't do a lot of Calgary during the year. I've usually got my hands full with uh, Metro and Inner Provincials and Terry the Guru. He's uh he's my um, he's my man main conduit, I guess, to what's happening in Calgary. So I've found yesterday it, it very challenging lining up the Calgary form to the Metro form, um, especially doing prices and 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 especially with the the different templates that they use to create handicaps. We've got a country template, we've got a metro template, all that sort of stuff. So there's a bit, there's a bit going on. And, 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 a, and one example is this particular race where you've got Bollinger Boy and, and, and Frosty Heart, um, main major players, I suppose, who um, are coming to. Uh, Kalgoorlie via the um, midweek and in a provincial sort of circuit and then you've got the likes of um, the locals likes of pink and purple and well not necessarily a local but Stairway to the Moon's had the last four starts in Kalgoorlie so it's just about how do we line them up and then you throw an eastern stater into the mix have racing basically first up in in WA off 47 days first up over 2100 meters and all so schmix. Uh, form has been on synthetic tracks lately. So this was a real this, this is a real head scratcher. So how did you how did you find this one, Pete? Uh, it's a bit of an enigma, isn't yeah. it?
1: Yeah. It's hard to be too confident about anything in this race. So I ended up with Frosty Hard on top. I notice it's very short in the market though at around the 220, 230 mark. Um, and then Bollinger Boy at the two fifty I can't get excited about either of those two at the price. Not that keen to tip around them either. If I see any value at all on the board, it might be pink and purple Mm. at around the $10 mark but um, I don't think I'll be beating in the race to be honest.
0: Yeah, so from a tipping point of view, I went Bollinger Boy to beat Frosty Heart and pink and purple but I didn't have as much between them in the market as what it does currently. And like Pete, I think that the value is uh, is pink and purple, the – Kiri Yule ridden, Peter Fernie trained. Um, I don't know, did you catch that replay last night? Pink and purple? That was um that was a sight to behold. Um, got back from gate two, uh, was basically last, went them, speared off the off the course on straightenings, then was sort of just running into into view the last part of, of the race. So Kiri Yule going on to replace Apprentice Christo Sardelic, uh, I think has one I don't for one on this day but it won a very similar race to this last year pink and purple it might have even been one of luke fernie's first winners as a, as a trainer i think
1: pike wrote it did he yeah did he win by six one day with pike on
0: because uh, it's it's owned by jessica velas which is yep. pike's partner so or uh, well, used to be trained by her as well so for me I didn't tip pink and purple in the leg up, but from a value point of view, that looks the way to go. I landed on Bollinger Boy from a tipping point of view. I thought his run last start, third up at the 2100 meters was a really good grounding run, even though he was a $5 favorite and he was expected to go close. It was quite a solidly run contest, a real staying staying test, and uh, Bollinger Boy was just found wanting a touch at the end of that 2100 I I don't expect there to be as much pressure, Early and middle on this occasion from gate two, Mitchy Pateman can put him to sleep. He's got a, he's got that twenty one hundred meter run under his belt now, so I expect him to be harder for for that experience and and um, and also the tempo should be more suitable as well. So I tip Bollinger Boy. He's a bit short in the market. Pink and purple at ten dollars isn't isn't bad as as what Pete mentioned as well.
1: Yep. So for me, numbers are. Th- Frosty Hard, I'll go uh, slightly different there. Frosty Hard from Bollinger Boy and Pink and Purple, but like you, Pink and Purple, probably the value if there is any in the race.
0: Okay. Race three is the Suez Maiden, 1,100 metres. We have uh, we spoke quite a bit about the Cerise and White in our, um, in our earlier WA Racing chat. Cerise and White are making it to the goldfields. so They've got th- three runners will be wearing the famous Peter's Investments colours. Kicking off with Brave Dream in uh, race three of the day, Clint Johnston Porter, Adam Durant was a beaten $2.10 favourite. Not a lot went right first up at Belmont back on September 19. Do you think she can right the wrongs on Saturday, Pete?
1: You say not a lot went right, what went wrong?
0: Just, just, I just feel as though she jumped from the draw, got very keen early, was on heels, cluttered up in a, um, in a sort of a slowly run race, was unable to build momentum, and then by the time she got clear and worked into the clear, it looked like she was a bit plain late. She looked plain. Yeah, I'll, I'll take that part of it. I think she just, she just, she just cooked too much early and burnt too much, too much fuel.
1: Okay. Did Dream Away win an Oaks?
0: Dream Away won an Oaks. Yeah. Yes. So and a, by, and a Derby. Yeah. It's
1: yeah. By a Declaration of War, which is the sire of Vow and. Sorav and Declare, which won a Melbourne Cup out of a Oaks winning man. She's going from thirteen hundred back to eleven. I'm not sure. It looks mm. a bit I don't think that suits. I think if anything she she wants to she'd want to go further than back to eleven hundred. I'm not sure eleven hundred suits at all. So I'd be quite happy to take a set against her. I thought she was playing yep. in that in that race last night. I didn't see a lot of excuses. Certainly for a horse that was smashed into two ten the way that she was. I was expecting to see a lot more from her than what I did. So, um, for me, I'll take a set against her until she shows me different.
0: Yeah, I I wonder whether they've come back a peg because she was just so fierce in in running the other day, and so they think, well, if they go back to eleven hundred meters and the the tempo will be more suitable, which will allow her potentially to re- relax. Maybe maybe they're on a bit of an education mission. I was going to say that too. Sometimes
1: yep. it's just good to travel a horse, yep. and uh, that might be part of. it And that was the race that was available.
0: Yeah, I, I think I think she's going to be overbet and vulnerable myself as well um so i I sort of you know as we say went looking elsewhere i i I knew that she was going to come up short um which is you know bleedingly obvious so i was thinking well what are the horses if if um if they if they turn up and bring some of their you know perceived peak form to the races who can who can upset brave dream And, and i landed on boss snip now this horse was a bit of a spruce horse early. Had a very fast, significant trial win over Cliffs of Comfort back in February, and we've spoken about this horse quite a lot on on the one one. And um, sort of had three runs last preparation in May and June uh, was quite costly to to punters on on each occasion. Two forty five, two seventy, dollar sixty got beaten. However, in the lead up to to that. I, I remember she was scratched quite a lot. So I'm thinking that she's, Justin Warwick's had some uh, difficulties getting getting her right and getting to the races in one piece. She was scratched from Belmont with a hoof abscess recently. So, um, yeah, I, I've just got got the suspicion that if she's if, – Justin Warwick's heading to Calgary with a team. He's he's taking horses there. That mean business. The wink has got go on for this assignment. Boss Snip has uh, gate speed. So expecting um, Lucy Warwick to be really, really positive and to land right on top of the speed. And you know, if if Boss Snip can tap into that sort of form that I think she's capable of, I think she's gonna be able to stretch brave dream. What do you reckon?
1: I take your point yeah. and uh, you make a lot of sense in everything that you say. Mm-hmm. Um I'm kind of similar thinking but but different. Kelgoorlie round is to us what Warrnambool is to the Victorians and some people love just taking horses there, setting them up for a kill. Yep. And no one loves doing that more than uh, Luke Fernie, I yep. think. He did it last year with horses like Zebul. I think, was one that he produced from the Eastern States, no trial, first up, um, plunged it, bang, mm. thanks, for, thanks for coming. <laughs> And I can see him doing the same here with icy red, icy red. What yeah. um, it's only a four hundred meter trial, and I think that's almost by design, just to keep the the waters muddied a little bit. He doesn't want to expose the horse too much. It it ran like a very tractable racehorse, ready made racehorse to me. It was as straight as a die down in the middle of the track. It was under no pressure. Hard to read in. It's hard to pick he, it on form he, he on that. But knew hard, didn't it? New, yes, yeah. yeah which is a, a, is a winner, a, a top winning two yeah. year old uh, earlier on. So yeah. um, that's a serious racehorse too from mm. the trials. Um, so I'm just its kind of uh, drawing a bit of a bow there, I suppose, but just trying to read the minds of the trainers and stuff. I don't think Luke's come here just to give it an education run. I think this could be one of those that he's trying to unearth and there might be a bit of money for it too. So the 480 early could be worth hopping into, I think.
0: Yeah, yeah, that was the ne- next cab off the rank that I was going to talk about. It's very unusual. Three-year-old Colt, uh, 400-metre trial back in Maine, all of a sudden it just... Ta just emerges on Kalgoorlie Cup Day. So it just feels like there's a, there's a little bit of smoke in the air, Pete.
1: I think so. I, you know, people go to Warrnambool <laughs> and look for the plunges, or people go to the round in, in, in Kalgoorlie and look for the plunges too. And uh, I respect the stable. Luke's uh, he's a fine up and coming trainer and he knows his craft. And uh, I think he might have this one ready to produce a, produce a run.
0: Yes, yes. And of course, monitor the, the markets, especially the Betfair Exchange late. I think it's going to tell a bit of a tale. Usually does. Um, on. <laughs> Uh, in the lead up to, to race three, the um, yeah, there does does seem to be those three horses seem to have the. Um have the, share, the market share as well. So just, just before we move on, we've got uh, Brave Dream 260, Boss Snip $4 and I see Red, I see Red 480. So that's gonna be an interesting sort of market evolution as we, um, in the lead up to that particular race. So I'm thinking maybe, maybe Boss Snip, but Pete's um, think, suggesting that we keep a very close eye on IC Red, I see Red, and it might be able to make a winning debut on Kalgoorlie Cup day for the local connections. Moving on to race four, the LD Total Handicap, 1,100 metres, and it's the return of the flying Mervyn, one of the fastest horses out of the machine in Western Australia. His last start, he was collared late in a very strong edition of the new season sprint over 1,000 metres at at Belmont. That was a $100,000 race on that occasion. Ran fourth to the horses like Floyd and uh, Jericho Missile and Essential Spice. Heads to Kalgoorlie with 62 kilos, minus three for Lucky Lactar Ramoli. And um, he's uh, he's going to be mighty hard to catch, but there are a couple in the race, namely some sort, uh, Sherpa Lash, and there might be, even be, I don't know if you're going to be in this camp, Pete, but some people trying to make a case for Night Voyage. But um Mervyn out in front will make this exciting. The return of some sort will be something that most people will be looking forward to as well. What did you come up with, Pete?
1: Should be an exciting race, I think. Yep. As you say, with Mervin flying in front and tiptoeing late, as I expect he may do. Yep. Um the last fifty metres it could be the, the race could change entirely or Mervin may well hang on. Um the index cards say night voyage in this. Hmm. Um I just just like him, Martin Allen uh, take this, takes his horse up. He's won at the track before. I think he won his maiden up there quite a while ago. So he is familiar with the track. Um, he gets him with a with a pretty good weight for him. He's been carrying the grandstand in, in, in lower company for a while. So I think this race suits him well. Gets Mitch Pateman on, the King of Cal. There's a few, ticks a few boxes for me. Uh, he's a horse I like. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm going Night Voyage just on, the, just on my ratings.
0: Okay. So... Yeah, I thought that run, that last start run with Romoleon was, was pretty good. That was Sorry, that was just on, when was that? That was on Monday, wasn't it? Yeah, backside yeah, from Monday. Back so up from yeah, Monday, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I just remember catching it out of the corner of my eye, him sort of getting back and running on and, and in the race, that was won by Stable Mate, Time to Sizzle. Uh, for me, I'm pretty keen on some sort. Mm, good try. Yeah, really like this horse, showed a heap as a three-year-old. Came back in February this year for a... Um, for a couple of uh, sort of seventy-two plus and sixty-six plus type type races against against good company against uh, in older horses, uh, didn't didn't uh, didn't come up that preparation, and he wasn't alone in regards to some of those Adam Durant horses at the time, who um, for one reason or another um, didn't did, were unable to produce their best during during those during that period of time in in twenty twenty. However. Go back and watch its September 21 trial win with Jay McNaught. looked like he was really back breathing breathing fire on that occasion. Showed gate speed, led the up, went to the line in, in cruise control, 5606, which is pretty sharp for Larkill, 950 meters trialing. Uh, it's just not uh, Mervin's Mervyn's gonna sort of rail in front. I imagine that some sort's gonna be in his slipstream. I imagine that Jade won't let um, won't let the uh, the likely leader too far away she's going to get um peel off get last crack at him and as you said i think imagine mervyn's going to be tiptoeing late as he as he can do and i think some sort's got the field position and the strength and the class and the weight it's 54 kilos mm. to um to uh, get over the top of him late um and, and a little bit worried about night voyage as you said he gets some get some weight relief was only beaten 1.8 lengths you know race thousand meter race won by money matters two starts ago so i imagine that performance rate's quite well especially coming to to this company in in kalgoorlie pete so um so yeah uh i think i might have even had something on night voyage in this same race at kalgoorlie last year um and it was won by senorita benito Mervin finished second i think something might have gone amiss with night voyage on that occasion but yeah i can see where pete's coming from there he's going to be launching launching late but for me i think this race is set up nicely for some sort and i reckon he's one of the better players of the day
1: Yeah, no argument here. The trial was fantastic and as you say, he didn't come up last time. So if you go back to his earlier form, it was uh, top shelf. So um, if he can repeat that, then yeah, he's probably the winner of this race.
0: Okay. So um, some sort is around the $2.70 mark. Night Voyage is $5.00. Is that sort of what you were thinking, Pete? I've got him shorter but
1: uh, that's just my my ratings. Yeah. Um, Sometimes they're right, sometimes they're not. So uh, for me, that's value, yeah.
0: Good as gold. Okay, so it is now time for the Mundaring Hotel WA Racing Mastermind Competition. The Mundaring has been the heart of the hills since 1899, located in Jacoby Street, Mundaring. If you get a chance, drop in and see the publican Ian Butchie O'Connor. Say g'day and let him know you're a one-one listener. There is a northern meeting on Sunday, so if you're going to or from the uh, along Grayson Highway there on your way to the Avon Valley on Sunday, drop in. Say g'day, and um, yeah, Butchie will, will look after you. That's for sure. So
1: I, I had a great meal there uh, after the York meeting. The, the long weekend on the Monday, um, called into the Mundaring and had a had a nice meal there with Milsey and, uh, and oh, his. Oh, Milsey, uh, yeah, yeah, good, yeah, it good. was a, it was a good, good meal too.
0: Excellent, excellent. Um, another good plug there for the Mundaring. So um, doing doing great things up there, uh, Butchie and his team. They survived a, a very chaotic and stressful experience with the under the COVID situation, but the pub is booming at the moment. So if you get a chance, drop in and uh, and have a look around. So congrats, congratulations, rather to last week's WA Racing Mastermind winner, Dave Hutchison. He he got all three Blackheart Bart-themed questions correctly. So a $100 gift voucher to the Mundaring is in the mail, Dave. Congrats again. So to be crowned this week's Mastermind winner, you'll need to answer the following three questions correctly. Here we go. Question one, Justin and Lucy Warwick teamed up to win last year's Kalgoorlie Cup with Spiritual Warrior. Name the father-daughter combination that won the 2015 Kalgoorlie Cup with Woodsville. Question two, who rode Cougar Express to victory in the 2016 Kalgoorlie Cup? Bit of a blast from the past. And question three, name the horse who nosed out Gloryland to claim the 2018 Kalgoorlie Cup. So they are the three questions for this week. If you know the answers, direct message us at the11pod on Twitter. And uh, of course, if you, if you missed the questions while we were talking, the questions, of course, will be published on our Twitter feed as well. So make sure you direct message those answers to us and then you will be in the running for that $100 gift voucher to the Mundaring Heart of the Hills since 1899. Race 5 is the Neo Metals Handicap. Thirteen hundred meters. What are we got? We got a rating sixty-six plus, but it's only a sixty-two plus uh, on uh, due to the um, the uh, minimum top weight rule. So we got it's um it's a sixty-two plus rated race worth the seventy thousand dollars. And yeah, looks a um looks an interesting placement here by the master himself, Adam Durant, Indigo Blue. Three-year-old Philly having a third start in a race, stepping up significantly against the older horses. Traveling to Kalgoorlie, and then you've got uh, Mister Genoa, who is unbeaten three from three in Kalgoorlie. Comes back from take, taking on some <laughs> bloody good horses during the Belmont winner and uh, Black Ducati Showmanship, Windstorm, Inspirational Girl, isn't running into any horses like that on this occasion. Reunited with uh, with Mitch Pateman, um, Pete. How did you line these ones up? I've got the race actually very
1: open mm. myself. Um, not too sure about Indigo Blue. Uh, it's come up very short. It's two hundred and sixty at the moment. That's way under what, what I have it. Um, oh, interesting little trivia fact: uh, Mister Genoa and Indigo Blue are actually full relations, uh, both by Blackfriars out so of jeans. Right. There they clash go. in the same race against each other, which is interesting. Um, I'm actually probably. I'll be betting around both of those horses, to be honest, and they're quite uh, quite strong favourite, second favourite along with, with Beethoven. Um, I'll get the race a lot more open, so I might just spec a few mm. at the bigger prices, such as Indian Chant, perhaps, um, maybe even Xcaro at $26 I might have a nibble on.
0: It's a big price, Xcaro, isn't it?
1: Yeah, well, it's drawn well guess the claim for Chris Graham. Um, it's been competitive up in Kel for, for a long time. Uh, this is probably a step up for it, and... Uh, it's probably a though, but twenty six, as you say, is a big
0: price. Yeah, I mean, he was five dollar fifty equal favourite. I'm pretty sure last start. Um, what race was that? Was that the um, the cool Coolgardie Sprint. The Coolgardie Sprint. Yeah, so that's uh, that's an interesting um, price. I wasn't expecting him to be up there. I I actually just just thought that. Sort of what you were touching on with um with the fernies and setting their horses for particular races during the round i reckon this is the race that they've earmarked for mr genoa gets in well back on his home track oh you know i guess his, a track where he races very well at in um with 59 kgs i think they're going to show intent from the uh from from gate 10. he um he has um he has shown his capabilities to carry weight race on speed and win in the past as i said in in my little spiel before he, there's no showmanship or, or um windstorm or inspirational girl or even a black ducati in in this particular race i, I i'm yeah I, I feel as though this is a bit of a stretch for indigo blue three-year-old filly like i really like her as a horse i'm not really sure that this is a terrific um option for her but it is a seventy thousand dollar race and there's Forty-one thousand on the on the table and um also being a west speed philly she's she's eligible for for a bonus as well so i mean um i can see where the uh where the camp's coming from but i just feel as though mr genoa has the strength and class to be able to steamroll these um he uh what are we looking at at the moment Pete? he's a four dollar 40 chance compared to indigo blues 260 i reckon that's value for me so i'm um i'm locking in mr genoa to be a bit too good for this lot indigo blue to run well as um as expected that's a really good that's really interesting that they're the full relations there pete indian chant Watto's fury Excaro, caro beethoven i uh, carabineer was a good r- result for me yeah, um the other day so they they're all can sort of bob up in a Um, in a a sort of a bit of an open race. But if if, um, if Mr. Genoa, if Luke Fernie has Mr. Genoa uh, on song, I think that he's going to be able to get the job done.
1: Main angle for me from the race would be to oppose Indigo Blue at the shorts. Yeah. I think it's a pretty open race and a lot of those names you mentioned I could could have a spec on at the prices. So Indigo Blue looks like poison to me at 260. I'll be avoiding that for sure.
0: Okay. Yeah, and make sure you you tune in to Betfair for Pete's Bookies Lay uh, on the uh, Betfair Com.au. When, do, when do you post your bookies late, Pete?
1: It comes out on Friday morning, so yeah. it'll be up to tomorrow morning. Tomorrow morning?
0: Okay. So jump on and follow Pete McCormick and Betfair uh, on uh, on Twitter, guys, and you'll get first crack at, uh, at the good odds. So race six is the city of Kalgoorlie, Boulder, Handicap, 1,600-metre race and uh, – we have um, another Saratov white runner here called Bogart, and he has the services of Clint Johnston Porter after being a tad unlucky um, when ridden by apprentice Maddie Derrick first up at Belmont. Uh, recently, he uh, he'll be taking on the established, um, I guess, ratings horses such as Moshad, sliced bread and um, there's and there's a couple of informed locals to to take on as well. What do you, uh, what do the index cards say here, Pete?
1: Index cards say no to Bogart, so yep. I'll be taking him on as well. I think two hundred and sixty is too short for him. Yep. As soon as I start potting a recent white horse, they usually improve five or six lengths, and this may well happen here as well. But um, I, I do have serious doubts about Bogart's ability. Um, I remember a race last year that he got away with it in a midweek. Um, Tycoon Storm was scratched. At the Barrow's a very short price favourite. He beat Magnuson Man, which is still a maiden. Um, <laughs> there's real questions over over his form, and uh, I'm keen to take him on. So, he'll be one of my lays of the day, along with Indigo Blue. Which one wins in the end? I'm not sure yet, but they're two that I'm very keen to take on.
0: Okay. So who do who do you who do you think is the um is, is the other genuine the real genuine winning chances
1: ah oh, there's a lot of chances mm. I think I've got it very open um, in terms of value there's a little bit there but they're, they're kind of spec bets as well again deception games the horse doing my head I think I backed it four starts in a row on the wet tracks <laughs> it won on the dry and then I hop back on again last start. Um, <laughs> I, I'm a genius at dodging the the winning runs at the moment. It gets back onto a good track tomorrow. So the um, exception game looks like great value to me at $15. So that's one I might have a spec on. Um, there's a couple of others there. I won't mention them all, but they're overs. For me, though, the main play is that I'll take on Bogart.
0: Okay. Just I want to get you a view. I've been – I thought the, the two – last two sort of Cowboy Mile wins from recapitulate have been pretty pretty good. Matty Derrick gets in with – 54 kilos minus three. Uh, probably going to find the front if it's a, if the track's a bit leaderish on the day. Um, yeah, I just think that it's uh, it's it's racing. It's it's rock hard fit. It's it's in form. If if conditions suit, it could uh, it could pinch. Um, it is. Uh, I was sort of thinking it might be a bit better from a price point of view than it than it currently is. But racing well enough to um, to make these um, horses that are up in the weight sweat a bit late. I think. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm.
1: It goes around with 51 kilos, which really does appeal to me. I love horses yeah. that can get in with that light weight with, with an apprentice on. But to be honest, recapitulate, I'm not a fan. It's not a horse I'm on. It's strung two together. It's obviously in good form. This looks like a step up to me uh, with some good horses coming in this race. I think they probably will outclass re- recapitulate. Mm. And it's another one I'd be prepared to take on okay. at the price.
0: Okay. So yeah, uh, here we go. Sigil for Terry. Terry Layton, I wonder uh, whether the guru will be making uh, Sigil his bet fair, best betting proposition of the day when we touch base with him later in the show. But um, but yeah, I I'm interested to see what Adam Durant can do with a horse like Bogart. Mm. He's always sort of he's sort of flirted with. Um, potential Bogart. I sort of thought he was a potential WA Derby hope. During the autumn, he ran second to Talladega uh, in the in the Roberts, was beaten on his merits, and then he uh, he sort of came unstuck as a $1.75 favourite in the Mel Vista. That was when he was with Team Williams. They pulled the pin on that Derby prep and didn't, didn't push on with him, but I did like his... I did like his Lakehill seventh of September trial win, and uh, with, with senior rider Jade McNaught on board, and then Maddie Derrick just didn't look comfortable. He's a bit of a bit of a funny sort of horse, Bogart. He's big and, and sort of gangly, and still quite raw. And sort of um, Maddie had her hands full handling handling him, going back to the inside and trying to look for runs. So I just feel with that first up run under his belt, Bogart. Clint Johnston Porter going on board, and he is he is flying at the moment. Him and Chris Parnham are the two hottest jockeys in WA at the moment, which has been well established. Not really a flash in the pan the way that CJP is going at the moment. He's he's um, he's holding peak form, and I think he could he could be the man for the job. In saying that, the, the price just isn't isn't there for me. I, I was thinking maybe about three fifty might be a, a bet. For, for me, Bogart, I don't know what Pete's going to be putting up on um, on Betfair tomorrow. If, if he does head in that direction with Bogart, but the 260 is too short. Uh, I'm going to be looking for a little bit better on the day. Moshard is a little bit of over. It's at $8. I was thinking he'd be a bit shorter than that. So so maybe with money for perhaps Moshard and a couple others and and people willing to take on Bogart that it might get out to the price that I'm looking for. But I'm, I'm thinking Bogart will be the winner. Race. Seven, the Access Higher West Speed Platinum Handicap, 1,400 meters. We We've got eleven horses here to to face the face the starter. And um I guess things don't get all that much easier, do they, Pete, as we progress through this program? No, it's not an easy
1: card by any no. stretch.
0: So yeah, the the inform local star align. Um it's been three of its last last five fiery water uh, led throughout to win a class one at belmont midweek last start got the job done jade mcnaught adam durant then we've got native chimes um lucy and justin warwick was chasing three straight in a in in a graduation handicap at belmont two sad days ago and um and put in a bit of a Bit of a dodgy one, but the blinkers go back on, and I uh, wouldn't be surprised to see Native Chimes rebound quickly. There's a there's a supporting cast that you can make a case for a few of, but I'm 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 thinking that most people will be tossing up between or juggling between Starline, fiery Water, and Native Chimes. Do you fall in one of those three camps, Pete?
1: Yeah, I do. They're are my three top-rated runners in the race. Um, I've gone Forry Water. Not with a great deal of confidence, but I do get it reasonably short and the 420 appeals as a bit of value there. So, uh, again, uh, Adam Durant, last start winner that looks progressive. Mm. It it may take the next step forward. It's drawn well. Um, It should be up on pace. Uh, I'll I'll be heading that way. Native Chimes. Justin seems to have turned that horse around at its previous two starts. So I'm not quite sure what happened last start. Mm. Um, as you say, it blotted the copy book a little bit there. This looked like it was going to be an emerging horse as well and, 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 and like Adam, Justin can do that with horses. He can turn them around it wasn't that long ago that Native Chimes was going around in Kelgully Maiden yeah, and uh, it finally broke its maiden in Kelgully but it had been a pretty disappointing horse up until that time. Um, what he's produced recently is a totally different Native Chimes than what we saw before.
0: Yeah, it's funny, just as you start to trust Native Chimes, he puts in a bit of a body one. Obviously, it's a night. work in progress for,
1: for Justin and he's still working it out. Um, he, as you say, he's put the blinkers back on. That may fire it up again, again tomorrow but… Um, I guess I want to see it again now, so I'm hitting Fiery Water from Star Align and Native Chimes in the race.
0: Yeah, are you surprised at the three twenty Star So At the moment the market reads three twenty star ahead of Native Chimes three seventy and Fiery Water four twenty. I uh, I marked Fiery Water favourite from Native Chimes and then then Star Align, like um third clear third line of betting. Um, but yeah, I was wondering whether I've missed a trick here with, with Star Align. What are your what are your thoughts on? His we may chance? both have, yeah. yeah
1: um Obviously, uh, there's a there's a camp that thinks that that it's ready to win tomorrow. Yep. Um, 320 does look a bit skinny to me. I've got um, fiery water on top from equal Star starline and native China's behind it. Um, Leading man's next to the market mm. at eight dollars and boy, who's racing
0: today? Yeah,
1: boy, that's been a disappointing horse so far. Um, they've they tipped money on it in truckloads two starts ago when it started 340 against poorly. I could not understand the money for that day and it disappointed and then it came to kalgoorlie and again was very heavily supported and, yeah. and ran ordinarily again yeah. so i'm not quite sure what's going on with that horse is there's, there's someone out there that thinks it has ability uh, certainly more ability than what i think it has so i'm not sure whether it'll be supported today and again on saturday but um yeah it'll be an interesting one to keep an eye on i think
0: yeah so i uh I'm going to go with Native Chimes. I didn't necessarily trust Native Chimes 100% last start, but there was a lot of smart operators that did. It was a five-dollar chance in a really pretty decent graduation handicap. As I said, got an inkling that Justin will only be bringing horses that he thinks are going to be super competitive uh, over over the round, and Native Chimes is is going to be one of those. I, you know, from a tipping point of view, I went Native Chimes to beat. Fiery Water and Star Align, but as I said, my, my market had um, suggests that uh, Fiery Water is is the value for um, for Adam and Jade McNaught. I will say though that there's t- these two Neil Dallow horses, Galazdu Do Roar and Nicholas, both run really well at Northern. The other day, um, he he brought them to, to Northern for for a hit out, I suppose. Glasduro ran ran second in in a class one, and Nicholas was three wide the entire and boxed on into fifth. That was uh, that was on Sunday at uh, at uh, at Northam. So they're they're both on the quick backup, and they're both going to be big, big prices. So interesting to see how those two particular horses go. But yeah, it does look a clash between Fiery Water, Native Star Starline, and from a I guess gun to my head, I'll I'll go um, Native Chimes. Pete's going to go Fiery Water. water. Yep. Okay. So we move along to the feature of the day, that $120,000 Iron Jack, Kalgoorlie Cup race, eight of the day. Pete, what are you, what are you expecting this race to provide? I think it's a really
1: good race, mm. actually, a very intriguing race. Um, some good form. I mean, not very often we get a Group One Metropolitan winner come across for the race. Come play with me, which, mm. which is a local, of course. that went across for the Metropolitan and is now back. But it's been weighted up to that Group One run, I guess at sixty-two kilos, 62 kilos is a fair impost to carry. Then you've got the the dual Darwin Cup winner, and it's a him uh, in on sixty as a, as a ten-year-old. Yeah, can it can it reproduce that kind of form? So a really good race. Fryer Fox was super impressive, I thought, in winning the Boulder Cup, and is obviously in peak form. Divine Shadow brings good form to the race, and is going to start a pretty hard start, pretty hard in the market as well. So it is an intriguing race, um, a very even race. And I can see uh, a lot of these horses capable of winning. So not a strong opinion from my point of view, but a great race to watch, I think.
0: Yeah, and the tempo looks like it's going to be um, fascinating as well with uh, noted front runner Glory Land coming to Kalgoorlie via Carnarvon. Just Just got pipped on the line late in the Carnarvon Cup, beating a lip carrying 61 kilos and just yeah he just got outlasted by espresso last on the line so gloryland brings brings some early and middle um tempo to the race along with a couple of others i'm expecting there to be more positivity from the pierce brothers and superior smile I think he'll be going forward. I'm assuming that they're going to be uh, more positive with Noir Daru on the quick backup after they rode him quiet at Belmont last Saturday. Major Mambo led them up in the boulder cup, almost pinched it, didn't Ran he? Ran out of his skin, yeah, didn't yeah. yeah, yeah. So was...
1: with Chris Graham on again, I can't imagine them taking a different route than, yeah. than leading as it did last time.
0: Yeah, and even even Gangbuster will be looking to hold a position up on top of the speed, probably just maybe a pair back from them from, from gate two. But... Um, yeah, it's it's a very it's a very unique cup in a way, especially with the spread of weights and then in the different classes of horses. You got your established horses like Pete said, even like Missile Launcher and second in a. Perth Cup, okay, yep. so it's um it's it's brought, it's cobbled together a really really interesting really interesting Kangaroo Cup for 2020, and then obviously your up and comers like like Divine Shadow and also you got to remember that Firefox was a um an Oaks filly as a as a three year old, I think he might have even started favourite in an Oaks. One and Natasha in the lead up to the Oaks went to Melbourne, went to Melbourne, to, went to, too, Melbourne yeah. to Darren Weir, came back, ran through the um sort of lead ups to the Perth Cup last year, um didn't necessarily think that Justine Erklunds was ever going to be able to get her back to where she was and fulfill her ample potential but that Cool Gully Cup performance was incredible.
1: It was a <laughs> super run, yeah.
0: Incredible the and then she, she franked that with a um, pretty decisive Boulder Cup win last start. So there's a, there's a lot to get through and I'm, I'm interested to see how your ratings come up especially with the 8-kilo spread top and bottom with – come play with me 62 kilos it's a him 60 kilos and then the main the then you got firefox coming up from 54 in the boulder cup to 56 and divine shadow the the current favorite gets in on the minimum 50 54 so at, at the end of all that what are we thinking
1: the index cards tennis i don't know mm-hmm. um, very open race for me uh, not a lot of value there it's an intriguing race a great race to watch but not a lot that i can sink my teeth into from a betting point of view to be honest who rated on top what have I got? Uh Fry Fox, it's I got it six fifty. This is in an eighty percent market. Yep. So Fry Fox at six dollars fifty, so there's no value there. Uh come play with me at eight fifty. A little bit of guesswork with come play with yeah. me. It'd be a great training performance by Adam if you can uh bring this up second up off a, off a Cool Guardy Cup run. But yeah, um, you missed
0: the Boulder Cup as well, so I wonder if there's been a bit of a setback there as well. Possibly, but, yeah, yeah. yeah. It
1: just kind of increases the degree of difficulty. So um interesting what,
0: a, what a performance if um if you could do it if you could do it even with it's a him really like,
1: absolutely back from the territory i yep. ran
0: third in the race last year it's a him so um yeah like it's there's a there's a lot on the line isn't there you know like this is this is uh this is quite incredible lucy lucy and justin warwick going for back-to-back kegley cups after winning with spiritual warrior they've got noir de there this year and even the adam durant Trained second stringer Mackenzie Brook, this year's Albany Cup winner, um, on the quick backup after last Saturday. It's certainly got
1: layers, hasn't it? This race layers yeah. upon layers. It's yeah. a it's a really intriguing race. Um, I just can't find any value.
0: Yeah, fair enough. My, my um in the leg up, I've tipped Divine Shadow. I was pretty keen on him in the Boulder Cup. Actually, I was really, I was actually going back as going back at Peg. I was really impressed with the way that he progressed as a I didn't really have him pegged as a stayer, as such. Brett Pope obviously knows a lot more than what I do, and he um, pressed on to two thousand meter plus, and I just, you know, oh, I wouldn't mind seeing how he goes in these these events. I thought he was more of a 1,800 meter horse, but then some of his performances during the Belmont winter were huge off the track. No luck, you know. There was a, a patch there where he probably could have won three or four in a row, but just things just didn't play out for him on the day. I apologise for that. Yeah, <laughs> you you put the you put the slows on him. Absolutely, yeah. I, can, I can stop a train at the moment. Yeah. yeah, and I was just like, hang on, there's a bit more depth to this horse than what I initially thought. And then when they start decide to target the Calgary Cup's treble, I was, like, oh, that's that's interesting. Obviously, they've got a, quite a high opinion of this horse as well. It's ended up being quite an, a astute move. He's run third, slashing third in the in the Coolgardie Cup. His he, he's, he's Boulder Cup. Pipe opener, I suppose, was full of merit, had to go back and around and um, was only really bested by, by Fryer Fox, who sort of followed the fence and had a bit, lo- little bit more of an economical run in transit. Uh, I think that 2,100-meter that boulder cut run will top him up nicely for this. I expect him to be holding a more prominent uh, running position than he has done in his two lead-ups. I think from two, he has the, has the capabilities and, and the weight to be able to be positive early and to maybe... It land a pair in front of Fry Fox and come play with me and those sorts of horses so I'm expecting him to have some sort of field position on those yeah I think this is a really good race for Divine Shadow I was around the 450 mark Divine Shadow that's what I was looking for and his bit under that at the moment. Uh, however, I'm expecting there to be some, um, especially on the Betfair exchange, I'm, I'm expecting there to be people who are who wanting to lay him at a better quote than what I'm looking for. What do you suspect?
1: Yeah, hard to call. Um, mm. I take on board exactly everything that you say and yep. make a great case for him and, and rightfully so. But by the same token, the market's found him. It's five hundred in the cup. So yep. they haven't missed him. Um, that price is probably around about where he should be, I would Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, as we've spoken about, it's a very cool Kalgoorlie Cup. Credit to to everyone for supporting supporting the event, and um, it's going to draw a lot of um, of viewers because of the uh, all the layers and uh, all the th- different threads that we, we spoke about um, in the lead up. So, from um, from a tipping point of view, I'm um, Divine Shadow on top, Firefox Fox second. Say mates, come play with me, Mackenzie Brook in uh, fighting things out for third and fourth. Pete,
1: Ah uh, Fox on top. Um Cup winners have a great record in the Calvary yeah, Cup. Yeah. Um, this appears to be a horse that's in the zone at the moment. Um, so I'll, I'll go for it to, to, to do the double from probably Divine Shadow, not really getting away from the market much there, and then come play with me third.
0: Okay. All right. So it's time now for our extremely popular Twitter-based competition, the Get Out Stakes, S T E A K S sponsored by our friends at Market City Meats. They are the largest retail butcher shop in Perth, located at the Canning Vale Markets on Bannister Road. Timmy Hewitt, he runs the show with his team. Swing past, say g'day. Timmy, will look after you. Congrats to last week's winner, Mark Miller. So Pete Millsy has won three of the last six get-out stakes. So he lives in Melbourne too, so he doesn't even get to... um, to, to benefit from his um uh, from his good work so he passes on the stakes to his perth-based friends but milsey that's uh as i said on twitter like, what a freak freak performance three three out of six he's um
1: he's getting a better reputation than willie pike in the last <laughs> isn't he
0: <laughs> milsey in the last Millsy in yeah. the last he'll have yeah. to text
1: through his um tip for the last race i think so you yeah. can put it over beforehand
0: he's in a purple patch that's for sure and um and yeah, so congratulations, Millsy. That's uh, that's a supreme performance, and you're really throwing down the gauntlet to our uh, our leaderboard, Sean Nichols and uh, the Perth Guru, uh, Benny Armstrong. So Millsy's Millsey's coming out after the uh, after the front runners, that's for sure. So now to enter this week's Get Out Stakes, send us a tweet at the One One Pod on Twitter. Uh, who you think will win race nine at Kalgoorlie on Saturday? Decimal winning margin, two decimal places preferred. Remembering the Sam White rule, so it's first in, best dressed. So Pete, there's every chance that we're going to be in a fairly significant hole come race nine. <laughs> okay, Cup Day. Now we're thinking positive, but if we are theoretically in a hole on uh, coming into the Get Out Stakes, uh, what can you give the listeners to help them bow themselves out?
1: Well, being in a hole <laughs> is a pretty familiar place for me <laughs> at the moment. It's familiar really territory. It's like being at home. Um, blasting out in the last i'm i'm not sure i gee a special choice is short isn't it
0: um, blasting out the last <laughs> I, yes, I, very short. I, two two fifteen. I couldn't the reasons, entertain yeah.
1: that. I couldn't. I wouldn't be uh, doubling up the damage to try and get out on uh, special choice. So we've got to look somewhere else other than can that. Can we
0: trust special choice at the moment? I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure that we can.
1: Yeah. It's a. It's another one. I see it's drawn Bob's barrier as well in barrier three. <laughs> uh, have you noticed that over the years? I I started this conspiracy theory way back. There was a horse called La Moline. It went through the mare series about. Four or five years ago, I would think, maybe yep. longer. I lose track of time, but it drew barrier three for each of those races, and I started taking note of it since then. And Bob's horses draw barrier three far more than statistically they should. <laughs> so there's today's conspiracy theory, anyway. <laughs> Bob's we'll barrier. Bob's barrier. I call yeah. barrier three now. Both his horses on, uh, or two of his horses, on Saturday have drawn barrier three. Strangely enough, um, blasting out. Okay, here's a here's a conspiracy theory as well. Send me the bull. Uh, the case I'm making on Sammy the Bull is it's showed a bit of reasonable form earlier on in the season in Kel with ratings that would be competitive in this. I would think
0: Sammy, the oh, sorry, Sammy the Boss. Sammy yeah. the Boss, yeah. sorry, Sammy the Boss. I remember, do you remember Sammy the Bull? Yeah, he was a, he was a really That's good a horse a few years ago. Yeah, he was a good horse. Paul Dyson used to ride him. He was, uh, yeah, I'm trying to think who trained him, maybe Simon Barras. He was a very good horse, Sammy yeah. the Bull,
1: yeah. Anyway, they're taking him to, to Perth. I think the main mission there was to reduce a few ratings points. Um, go back and take two is my motto for that. I seem to have done that on two occasions. Went back, sat back at the field, and dropped a couple of ratings points each time. So it gets him pretty well on weights, at least. Yep. If You go back to the race on the 26th of July, it carried 59 and a half in a 64 plus as you were saying before it's a little bit confusing the templates between mm-hmm. the city and the country races so if I go back to its last country rating it carried 59 and a half in a 64 plus Yep. now it's carrying 56 and a half in a 58 plus so the weight drop has been quite significant Yep. draws well has the money man Troy Turner on it um, it might be one that's at, at huge odds I think it's uh, $34 so there's,
0: there's the get out the blast out and the last if you're in a hole same with the boss yeah just quickly just on a Sidebar: The Money Man, Troy Turner. So, it's um, just—is—is this, this is, is he newly crowned Money Man after what happened at Geraldton yesterday? Well, that's certainly reinforced
1: his uh, his reputation as the Money Man at Geraldton yesterday. Yeah, uh, I got bitten badly on a on the plunge horse Pelican Pick from the Ashley Mailer yard. I made a big mistake on Tuesday. I did. Um, I spent seven hours doing the form for Wednesday, <laughs> and that was my that was my mistake. Because <laughs> why the hell did I do form for Geraldton? They're, they were getting up without names there on Wednesday, and uh, the best backed all day was probably can pick eight fifty into two eighty as it turns out. And uh, I did the form and had a look at the uh, the sixth junction last start where I started a two dollar favourite was beaten out of sight and showed nothing. But um, it certainly improved a bit on that run yesterday when it. Uh, the money, money held true, and uh, it was under the pump. Darren called it, Darren McCool. They called it gone at the 600 metres. Yeah, and it just I knew it wasn't gone because I'd laid it. Yeah, and it, it miraculously got up on the line and uh, and won the race. So
0: I tell you what, Troy Turner's statistics in Geraldton are quite a sight to behold. Actually, it's yeah, it's crazy how how well he performs there comparative to his um his sort of overall strike rate. So yeah. Troy Turner and, and Money Mailey—they combined it was eights to threes. Was that what it was? Yeah. Two eighty, I think.
1: Uh, having a look at it, I did quote threes on the on the tweet that I put up, but yep. I think it was actually two eighty. So yep. there was, was just no stop. The money was it was over the line. The yep. kind, of, kind of money. It was just crazy. With Sans Soulier, which was a dollar thirty, dollar forty chance, which yeah, blew think, out to dollar late. Mm. Um, look, the winner at the hundred, and uh, as I say, uh, Pelican Pete looked gone at the at the six, and Darren called it gone, but. Yeah. Um, it was feeling no pain on the line. It could have done another lap, so I'm not quite sure what was going on there. Um,
0: so the the money man Troy Turner all will be forgiven if he can uh, if he can guide Sammy the Boss to victory in the Get Out Stakes on Saturday. Uh, he'll never be forgiven. <laughs> he, he got life yesterday. So. <laughs> so Pete's Pete's going wide in the last for everyone who's uh, who's looking to launch themselves uh, into into profit uh, in the Coastal Midwest Transport Handicap race nine on Calgary Cup day um, yeah wow for me like yeah I, I do all my form prior to, to prior to markets being released so I just did uh, from you know a tipping point of view I ended up thinking that special choice was the standout and the obvious but I was um, I'm not really that keen to to jump in at the 215 Pete. As you um, as you rightly spoke to in, in your spiel. obviously she's um, Surita White, Adam Durant had her first start for, for initially with Team Williams of course she's another one that's been transferred for her four-year-old season to Adam Durant had her first start behind in behind EO, EO Ways over an unsuitable 1,000 meters, that was two Saturdays ago, was doing some decent work late to, to finish third, but nothing um, extraordinary, I wouldn't have thought, but expecting her to, to come come forward off that, especially um, with the additional race fitness rising to 1,200 meters, Bob's barrier, so she's going to get every conceivable you would, you would imagine. But what about this flock of Fernies that we've got in this particular... Flock area? of Fernies, Look, I like that. Yes. We've got Manhattan money, Peter Fernie absolute peter fernie concrete madam peter fernie pastry peter fernie and taj Marley luke fernie so uh, i'm not sure whether all those horses are, are, are going to going to start all those fernie runners are going to be clashing with each other's but it looks like it's yeah scratchings will be very interesting. But uh you know, the, the Fernies have got some firepower of them of their own in this particular race and they know the track well. They got home ground advantage, Pete. Yeah, sure. And uh they've got the uh they got the, the mostly the the good hoops as well. Um and they'll be uh they'll be looking to, to to match motors with the with the Cerise and White and the $2.15 favorite. So yeah, Special Choice is is was my on top selection, the leg up, but it's not the way I'm gonna go uh, at the moment with the, with the prices, the the way they are. Uh, it, that being the case, I think the, the horse most capable of upsetting the fave is Manhattan Money has raced just extremely well, extremely consistently during the Calgary year thus far. They sent her forward to race outside lead uh, last start, when she was chasing a, a hat trick of wins, just got nailed late by the stablemate Beethoven, who just ran some crazy splits to to get the win on, on on that particular occasion but was pretty brave in defeating manhattan money carrying 61 kgs on that occasion i don't think they're going to be as positive on this occasion i'm, I'm, I'm thinking there might be a three wide line forming and mitchie pateman can get on the back of one perhaps one of the the stable mates can can drag manhattan money into the race balancing up uh, with momentum coming down the outside, I wonder if if Manhattan Money can can sweep her way past the uh, the short price fave special choice. So that's the way I'm thinking at the moment. Manhattan Money from a, from a value point of view, she is you know she's a four, she's about my price. She's a four dollar chance.
1: Yeah, uh, she's been a model of consist- consistency in Calgary this year. Must be one of the. The chances of the horse of the year, I would expect. Up yeah. There. It's had a, had a stellar year. Um, before last start, it had won three out of its previous four starts and won second. I'd only backed it on one occasion from those four starts.
0: Which one was that, Pete?
1: I'll let you guess which one that was, <laughs> BJ. <laughs> I can stop a train. I've told you that already. Um, yeah, interesting the the clash actually between Team Fernie and, and Team Durant or mm. Adam Durant during the whole round. Uh, yeah. I think it would almost be a good side bet, a side market, Uh, the number of wins between Peter and Luke Fernie versus Adam Durant because Adam's taking up a great arsenal as well. So that'll be an intriguing uh, battle over the two days, I think, as well. Um, I don't see any reason why any of the Fernie horses should necessarily be scratched. None of them are duly engaged as far as I'm aware. So I expect them all to take their their place. Concrete, Madame is... I just don't think she's come back. Mm. She was... Uh, in the same kind of ilk as Mr. Genoa last time in. They both came down, I think, for that country championship yeah, yep, race. Yep. And uh, Concrete Madame was rated a chance of beating Mr. Genoa in that and ran particularly third? well. I third? think she ran third, yeah. 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 Um, but she's come back, started very short in her first couple of runs, and has just hasn't seemed to have come up this time in. So I'd be bidding around her, I think. But certainly, in Manhattan Money, you make a great case for. For that horse it's it's going super and um i'm not quite sure where it gets to in the run mm. but um it's flying at the minute and, and has has a huge chance in the race for sure
0: yeah okay so it's going to be a, uh, a a good race to to wrap up the round um thank god that the fernies and the Durants have supported the the two meetings as, as strongly as as they had that that's um yeah, without the, they look pretty poor without them. Yeah, without it? them, um, you know, sending the, the amount of numbers as they did, it would the the races would be very very thin. So, best of luck to the Calgary Boulder Race Club and everyone involved with with the round, and, and hopefully it g- goes off really well, and yeah, gives us a little bit of a uh, a taste tester leading into the uh, the spring.
1: It's it's great to see they got that standalone Saturday back yeah. again, and, and hopefully that's locked in now for, for all time. Um, last year was the first year of the Thursday into the Saturday standalone, and uh, it was it was good out there last year. And hopefully that old round feel can be uh, reinvigorated again now that they've got this new format going forward.
0: Yeah, hundred percent. So uh, yeah, it's a, it's a good effort for everyone to 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 get up there and, and support the uh, the round, and because um, it means a lot to a lot of people. Best of luck to everyone involved. As as we said, and hopefully we've uh, Pete and I and uh, have managed to find you a winner or two before we get onto our bet fair, best betting proposition of the day and our Maddies, Pete. Why don't we uh, give the Perth Racing Guru Terry Leighton a call and uh, and see how he's travelling? I'm sure he would have enjoyed himself in his first night in Kalgoorlie uh, last night. Okay, it'd be interesting to see how he pulled up after his first night
1: in the in the goldfields. Yep.
0: All right. As promised, we've managed to get the Perth racing guru himself, Terry Layton, the one and only, onto the show just to check in with us. He's currently wandering the streets of Kalgoorlie in the lead up to Hannah's Handicap
2: Day. Hello, Terry. Hello, BJ. How are you? Hello, Mr. McCormick. How are you? G'day,
1: Terry. I'm well, thanks. How would you pull up after last night?
2: Well, if you saw me now, and if I was a, if I was a horse in the mounting yard, uh, who's uh, was it? Nat Francis, that does the uh, looks at them from the yard. I reckon she'd be telling her uh, her employers not to be having any money on me at the moment. <laughs> I reckon so. I'm a, uh, I'm, a la, muck, la, la. I'm a muck lather, <laughs> and walking down these side streets in Kalgoorlie, I've mean, walked past a couple of dogs which have uh, yapped at me, and I'm just feeling a bit jumpy at the moment. So, but uh, no, look, we're pretty excited about Hannon's day. I'm uh, getting picked up in 54 minutes. I'm about 20 minutes from home. I haven't ironed my shirt, so I'm Pretty well prepared. So had my first loser for the trip when I um when I went to the to get a coffee. Walked all the way there, pretty lengthy old trip, and uh, turns out you need a car. It's drive-through only, so <laughs> I had to go another seven hundred meters to uh, get a coffee that tasted like burnt water. so Yeah, no, Calguri treated me well early much.
0: So you're uh, just just give the listeners a bit of a um a bit of a snapshot into what lays ahead uh, for the round for for you and uh, you and the crew, Terry.
2: I was hoping you could give me a snapshot like right later, to be honest with you. Uh, we are... Well, Cripper and I are about to record the Wild West, actually, in about 20 minutes when I get back, so another thing which I really timed well in the, my schedule today, <laughs> but uh, we'll head to the course, getting a lift from... uh not sure, actually, somebody you met last night giving us the lift in, so we're like, uh, we'll head into the course, and uh, we're I'm dressing down a little bit. I'm quite a traditionalist. I do like to wear my suits for the big days, but uh, we're going with the shorts and collar combo today, so... We'll um we'll roll in feeling fresh it's about thirty four degrees I don't feel much over thirty to be honest at this stage but uh I've been told about the later uh, the late afternoon, in sun, so I think we'll be uh, we'll be pretty thankful later on in uh, proceedings that we've gone the uh the shorts and the uh the lighter shirt.
1: You might be getting thirsty by then terry
2: i i might be There's a, a big chance i might be uh, i might be thirsty for the next four days i suggest so yeah i uh, yeah i might uh, yeah, next next week's already been called Wellness Week.
0: <laughs> so, um, Pete and I have uh, discussed at length the the double engage situation, the potential re handicaps, the potential scratchings that are going to unfold. Uh, so, the the form is uh, is a bit up in the air for um for Calgary Cup Day. Um, now, did you want to give the listeners uh, a little bit of. I don't know. Some gurus not uh best for either today or not today. Today will be Saturday. Uh, already out, but for Saturday, yeah, like what are, what what are your what are your pointers towards um Cowgirl the Cup day?
2: And oh, we don't mind I uh, I don't mind a couple for uh for Saturday to be honest. It's a bit hard to probably do the form for a couple of the races probably until probably Friday or Saturday morning with the Likely scratchings in race one, um, depending how magical rain and sudden pull up. Um, and obviously, uh, moshard and sliced bread and a million other ferny runners at the dual nom, so that makes things difficult. But uh, we can pinpoint one, I think in race two, it's some pretty uh, pretty good value. at a horse called Pink and Purple, um, somewhere near the $10 mark currently. Only a couple of agencies are out, but uh, I think that's a madness price for a horse. It's a, a true stayer uh, over the journey i have been over the journey three times. One's with an abject failure. If you get it, went around. The other two, one by three in cow in a similar grade race. And the other one, it, um, uh, it was a, probably a better run than two close to sunny town. So nearly 10 bucks, seven horse field, three of those can't walk. I reckon that's your best bet of the day. Bet fair best? That's your bet, fair best bet of the day. Exactly right. On top of that, we want to have something on Mr. Genoa. I think it's just better than them. Um, I know there's some intentions to try and go forward and lead, but geez, I reckon, I reckon he's just about to sit last and beat those as well. So I think Indigo Blue in that same race is your lay of the day. Um, at the, I think he's about 270 at the moment, Indigo Blue. Okay. Very thin. Yeah, yeah. pretty thin old price, Indigo Blue. So I don't know what their, what their tactics will be there, but I think you might find that Mr. Genoa is just simply a uh, better horse. Unbeaten cow, unbeaten fresh for Luke, I think. Or if it was beaten fresh for Luke, it was a day it was a good thing beaten behind free trade. Yeah, and why choose her? Uh, yep. Yeah, at Pinjarra. So, yep. look, I think that's going to be better than them. And finally, Star Align, um, another Fernie runner. I'm in the vortex now that I'm in Kalgoorlie <laughs> and in the in the presence of princes and and uh, and princes and what am I going for? Kings. Um, Star Align shared the lead or map to get the back of the leader. The biggest danger looks to be native chimes and... It was just poor last start, so you need to give Native Chimes a lot there. So we'll uh, we'll back in the locals and uh, make it a three horse play. Pretty confident we can go three for three, BJ.
0: No worries. So P- Pete and I were um, very interested to s- to follow the market movements for a horse called Icy Red. Icy Red. Is there any smoke floating <laughs> around in uh, in the Goldfields about this first starter in race three? <laughs>
2: I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna play the fifth. Okay. I'm, gonna, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna play this. If that's you okay. Don't to say I'm to, uh, that. May incriminate you. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna play this. let <laughs> just
0: say that. Yeah, I think that says enough, probably, doesn't it? Fair enough. So, yeah. um, so mate, uh, all the best for uh, for your punting and uh, all round good times at Hannah's Handicap Day today. Surviving, surviving, and then moving moving forward into uh, a big Calgary Cup card on on, on Saturday,
2: mate. Wonderful. Thanks for having me on, lads. And I uh, look forward to uh, seeing you again next week. And thanks for filling uh, my very small shoes, Peter.
1: <laughs> no worries, Terry. Have a good round, mate.
2: All the best. Thanks, guys. Have a good one. See you later.
0: Well, we just got the wrap up from the Perth Racing Guru on his way to Hannon's Handicap Day. And uh, yeah, he gave the listeners his his uh, uh, succinct thoughts on how, on a couple of races there on Kalgoorlie Cup Day this Saturday. He, Pete. He was quite coy when we raised icy red, icy red, and whether there was any uh, word on the street, word on Hannon Street, about how that, that particular horse is going to go. Now, as we roll on into our betfair best betting propositions of the day, is that the way? You're going to go? That's the way I'm going to go. Yeah, I think
1: we prodded and poked and touched a nerve there with IC Red, IC Red. And uh, yeah, I was joining the dots a bit when I made him uh, my selection in the race. And uh, certainly what Terry said only confirmed what I already thought that this could be the setup horse for the round. Yeah.
0: Okay. So your bet fair best is IC Red.
1: My Betfair best of the day is Icy Red, Icy Red. Okay, and uh, what about your Maddie? Uh, uh, in the last, they get out, the blast out in the last will be uh, Sammy the Boss. Sammy the Boss. Again, I'm joining a few dots there as well, but he gets in well with uh, the ratings drop that he's had from his last couple of starts.
0: There is some $34 available and, uh, yeah, we'll see how uh, how that um, market evolves on the Betfair exchange as well. So, Pete's Maddy is Sammy the Boss in the Get Out Stakes Race 9. And um, just a reminder to listeners that Pete's Bookie's Lay. The Bookie's Bag, it's called. Bookie's Bag. Bagging a horse. Yeah, Bookie's bookies Bag, of course. Yeah, Yeah, Bookie's Bag will be uh, on Twitter tomorrow morning.
1: Yeah, I'll put something up on Twitter. I don't know whether I'll take it on on Betfair or not, but we'll see.
0: Okay. All right, gotcha. Yeah. So I don't have
1: a great record at the moment. I've laid three winners in a row. So uh,
0: I've got to be a bit more selective, I think, on what I pick. Okay. So that's on betfair.com.au. Okay. So my betfair best of the day comes up in race four. Quite bullish about the chances of some sort resuming first up from a spell. I reckon this is a pretty, pretty good horse some sort and he's going to win more than his share of races beginning on Saturday, i think he's going to get the nice trail following mervyn into the race and i'm um, I'm backing in jade mcnaught and some sort to get the job done as far as maddie's concerned so just for everyone playing along at home maddie's need to be 21 or 20 to 1 in the old uh for me i've come up with x Caro in race five i feel as though that Twenty-six dollars is definitely value from from my point of view. That's race five, number two. XCaro has an excellent uh, record at the Kalgoorlie track. Gets a couple of kilos off for uh, for Chris Graham. So that's my mad. I mad agree with there. that one too. Yep. Yep. All right. So that brings the formal part of our preview to a close. <laughs>